0: Welcome to another Paper Movies Book Club conversation. This month, we are going to be talking about Ghostbusters 1 and 2. We had a double whammy coming. Last month, our schedules did not align, so we had a special guest come on from Lex the Robot YouTube channel. Alex, he's an awesome guy, knows a lot about Ghostbusters. Uh, It's great to have him on, talk some Ghostbusters. So, guys, Ghostbusters, the novelization written by Richard Mueller we're going to talk about it. You guys ready? We got we got Adam. You ready? I'm ready. Jeremy? I'm
1: Stuart getting James plastic. Thomas, you ready? I'm getting plastic surgery right now, so bear with me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. I'm going to look All like right. Adam after this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, a quick summary about this book. We've got 3 scientists working at a college okay and they get fired they're investigating some paranormal activity that goes on they decide to go into some business for themselves and they do catching ghosts to become paranormal investigations and eliminators Uh, a new guy comes on they hire winston zedmore he's the fourth guy their their first client is basically the only client throughout the whole film that we follow along with okay And she gets possessed by this ancient god, Gozer. And now the Ghostbusters have to figure out a way to send Gozer or prevent Gozer from taking over the world. And that's basically a really quick, brief summary. Uh, Guys, what did you think about the author's writing style for Ghostbusters? Ghostbusters.
2: I'm going to let Jeremy go ahead because he's been kind of hyping up his thoughts for a while. So, Jeremy, why don't you uh, take the lead there, man?
1: (laughs) This was bland. Um, Some good things. I will get into a a couple positives before I get into the negative Uh, because this this is one of these uh, novelizations that was really hard to find for the longest time. This was like a holy grail for a lot of people. So it was a big deal when they they re-released this because like we talk about a lot of the time on paper movies when we talk about older books from this era they don't get reprinted they were made to cash in on the film and promote it and because um VHS was very expensive at the time to own and Betamax was even more expensive this would be how you rewatched your film would be you read it um And this was, I think, something that I personally hyped up a lot. And there were a handful of things that I liked about this book. Mainly two. The first was, there's a backstory about how Stance got his parents' house that I was laughing hysterically (laughs) about. I was like... And how... uh, I'm, I get the characters names mixed up in Ghostbusters I always go by the actors names because ba- uh, yeah. basically um, they they play themselves <laughs> in this, these movies it's one of the charms about them is, uh, yeah. Bill Murray Bill Murray's character is such Vakeman. a sleek I wanted to say Spangler but I'm like no that's Egon <laughs> Uh, and the Venkman is such a sleaze ball in this story. And like takes, uh, Stance's sister, uh, like out. And like, he, he like came up, he borrowed Stance's car and made him late to this family gathering. The whole, I'm not doing it justice. Just read this portion of, it's like chapter four. And, and it's like the best part of the book. Um, I liked I kind of liked some of the montaging a little bit in this. The, it just felt t- not necessarily tedious. It was bad. I thought the book overall was bad. It it's just kind of bland. And that's the worst thing that a book can be in my opinion is just very very bland. Didn't add, it, when it added stuff to the movie it was great, but it didn't do enough of it.
0: Right, right. So, Adam, what what are your thoughts on the uh, the author's writing style? Uh,
2: I thought it was dry. Um, it felt a little like you see uh, to get through. Uh, I listened to the audio book on a couple of the on both of these, you know, just to kind of help get through it a little quicker and. I don't know if it was also just the author, or I meant not the author. I'm sorry. The uh, the narrator, he just did not deliver these lines how they should have been delivered. You know, from the film. I'm gonna I'm As gonna
1: argue there, Adam, because I did try to read this first. It's it's not necessarily the narrator's fault. It, okay. It, it's it's there's a certain life in Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters two to a certain extent that doesn't translate anywhere but a visual medium and specifically by those actors.
2: Well, is this, I thought like, like I said, most of those lines were just very straightforward. Like there was only like one time I remember laughing and that was when the Venkman, you know, delivered that or dropped off that ghost at that, a news that newspaper that was, you know, talking mm-hmm. crap about them, and then he's like, Hey, you know, that ghost we dropped off turns off, they don't want it. And then I, I did chuckle at that because I thought that was funny, but it's yeah. just, it wasn't, um, I got the feeling that the author was trying to make it more like, uh, kind of like with Dragon Slayer, like you get that vibe that this could have been a book before it was a film, and it just didn't really work for me. Yeah, that's okay. really
1: good. That's a really good description of it. Yeah. See,
0: I thought the author did the best he could with the script that he received to, you know, write the book from. Because how novelizations work, they receive the screenplay, then they write the book. I, I could picture this being more clean because we in the book we don't really have any swear words. In the film, there's a few, mm-hmm. but it's very clean. Like we, like Adam said, it's dry, but not dry humor like we get from the actors in the film. The actors. Known for their, uh, what's it called when they just go off the rails? Uh, improv. Improv. When they just do their improv, which I think is what they kept most of from the original script. Uh-huh. Uh, of course, I don't have the script. I don't know what exactly was written in there. But I'm sure the actors just kind of weaned some of the stuff, changed up a lot of the dialogue. But I think the author did a decent job. This is my second time to read Ghostbusters from Richard Mueller. Mm-hmm. The first time, didn't really enjoy it. But the second time around, I took my time with it. I, I separated myself from the film and thought, I'm just going to read this as the book, experience it in a whole different way. And I enjoyed it a little bit more. And I thought the author did a decent job. There are some great things that he did do, uh, such as with, with the characters. who had and move into the characters. I thought he did a great job developing each of these guys. We got better introductions to who they were. Compared to the film, we got backstories on all of them. Like with uh, like with Ray, like you mentioned, with his parents in the house, his parents leave him the house because uh, they met Venkman. and they said, "We we've met your friends, uh, so we're gonna leave something for you to fall back on." <laughs> so, so here's the house when we die, you know. And Egon, when he was a kid, liked to play around and experiment, do all sorts of crazy things. Uh, Winston was in the military. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then when he comes back he's looking for a job and you know, winds up with the Ghostbusters but uh, what do you guys think about uh, the characters? You guys enjoy that part over the film?
1: I thought the Venkman in the circus was stupid mm-hmm. that that just why? Yeah, carny. it was just weird and it didn't play into the first of all I'm going to spoil Ghostbusters too. they never bring up any of these backstories again it's uh, not in the novel, so it just felt—I t- don't know—tacked on a little. Um, Stances was the the one. I, I don't know. I could take take it or leave it. Yeah, Adam, did you
0: appreciate the uh, expanded character background stories?
2: Um, kind of with Jeremy, you know, kind of take it or leave it. Um, it's just, uh, I don't know. It was just, it was just me. I was just like, uh, I was just kind of very like, okay, let's get to the ghost busting and everything. But, um, I mean, I appreciate that they were trying to expand it a little bit, but I was just like, It didn't really stick out to me that much, I guess. Kind of slow down and drug some things out.
0: Uh, well, since we're talking about the characters, the, the most awkward one, which Alex brought up in the, the previous videos, when we are introduced to Winston, Ray says, Oh, hey, you're black. It's like, wh- what a weird character introduction. <laughs> you know? But I think, I think, like I said in that video, too, is like, I think they wanted to have a joke about race, and they wound up sticking with the, uh, the, the mayor's office when he says, I've seen crap that'll turn you white. I think that's the one they said. Yeah, it sounds a little bit better coming from Winston rather than somebody else pointing it out because it doesn't really make any
1: sense and it's kind of stupid. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but, like, um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know about this book. It isn't the worst <laughs> thing we've like read.
0: It. What is, well, tell me, what is the, your, the your favorite takeaway from the book? What is it that you like the, the most
1: from this book? the uh well aside from it being short. yeah, it was really short. it was It was mercifully short. I can't imagine this being bloated. It, it would have been awful. I would have been complaining to you every day like when uh, we read uh, gremlins. Uh, but no um mm, it would probably be this the story of stance's parents' house. That's pretty much the only thing I liked about it. That was just—I wish that was in another book. It made me cry with laughter.
0: <laughs> Adam, what was your uh, your least favorite thing with this
2: book? My least favorite thing. Yeah. We'll get the negatives out of the way. Um, like I said, it was just—I uh, was—I was, I was going to argue with you guys. Like, it, yes, the book was short, but to me, the chapters felt a little long. And that was just, and that was kind of you know interesting, being that I listened to this on audiobook. It was just, um, I didn't. It was just basically how it was uh, written overall. It was just like I said, dry, and it just didn't capture the same uh, feeling that you get from watching the film. And it's just like there was expanded stuff in the story, but but I didn't really care. <laughs>
0: Right. there was some weird stuff in there with like with each chapter. I thought the chapters went by pretty quick and each chapter started off with a random quote, which I thought was a little bit weird.
1: Yeah, that was not necessary.
0: No, it wasn't. Uh, But something else that I picked up on that was kind of funny is almost I felt like when there was a supernatural thing going on, those two hobos were always around. Oh, I yeah. thought was like a little comedic, like, oh, oh they're here, so the trouble's just right around the corner. I can't remember what their names were, but it, those characters were going to be part of the film, but they were deleted. Uh, they are in the deleted scenes on the film, but uh, there were some other things that I thought were great. You know, they did the little cosmic egg roll. But he's comparing the activity, the supernatural activity to uh, an egg roll kind of replace the Twinkie joke from the film. But, uh, yeah. So do you guys have any other comments with this novelization?
2: I did. Uh, I did like the ending. Like I thought the author did pretty good at like when the, the stay puff marshmallow man and everything. Um, I thought that that was pretty good. And, um, I also, you know, always laugh whenever you hear like, if someone asks if you're a God, you say yes. And, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I thought he did uh, he did a good job writing the ending, but it's just overall the book wasn't you know you know sometimes I would say hit and miss, definitely a miss with me. But okay, so what would you rate this book? Uh, kind of the D plus C minus or more D plus probably. Wow, oh, wow.
0: I, I didn't really anything care anything for you're... it. Yeah. You have anything, Jeremy, that you want to add?
1: No. No, no, I I, I said my piece. <laughs> there just wasn't enough material to want to talk about with this.
0: What about a rating? I'm gonna guess we're uh, gonna do it pretty well here.
1: Uh, one and a half out of five. Wow. It just okay. I think I hyped this book up too much for what it was, with it being so yeah. rare, and then they reprinted it, and it was like a great sign for our channel. And, oh, we didn't even talk about that there's another Ghostbusters book. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, another super
0: bizarre. There's another one by uh, Larry Milne. I don't know the whole backstory on all of that, but I think it might have been maybe like a foreign release. I don't know if it was printed worldwide or what the deal was with that. I have a copy. I should have read that for this, but I didn't. Uh, but I have the original copy of that Ghostbusters novelization, right? here. It's in very bad shape. Um, got this at a gas station when I went on a road trip when I was a little kid. Um, I was thrilled when they had the the new book come out with book one and two from Titan Books. That made me happy. But for me, I'm going to have to say that I, after the reread, I would have to give it a B. I liked it a lot more.
1: You're such a fanboy.
0: I, I am. I got, I got the shirt on. I got some, some toys back here.
2: Well, I mean, it's sad because I do like Ghostbusters, but it's just after reading it, it was just like kind of like what I said earlier. It's just I was getting the impression he was trying to write a book, not a novelization, and it's just it didn't work for me.
0: Well, I mean, like there's some cool, interesting things, different uh, technology, not technology, some of the tools that they use that have different names or uh, like they have a big, PKE meter on the roof of their, their station, the firehouse there so he's like, go, Egon goes up there and monitors what the paranormal activity is throughout the city from up there and sees that there's a huge spike which is I thought was really interesting and uh, I had something else that I was going to say but I can't remember what it was when it came to character moment oh the um, containment unit where they store the ghosts has a window they could see in and see the ghost oh kind of yeah like, around in misery.
1: I forgot so about that and like the, there's yeah. like a morality thing but that's not really brought up enough to be worth being in the book no and they never once again never talked about in 2 yeah so should we go
0: ahead and uh, move on to part 2 yeah and discuss Ghostbusters
1: 2 yes. Jeremy you
0: want to take it from here
1: alright have you seen Ghostbusters 2? I'm sorry Points. if you have. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey,
0: get a, the novelization written by Ed Naha.
1: That's right. I forgot who wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> Ed Naha, unfortunately, had the misfortune of trying to interpret Dan Aykroyd's script, where Dan Aykroyd was not told no on a lot of things. If you saw the movie, you pretty much read this book. Um, yeah, this is a very, very straightforward novelization. Uh, it's been a few years since the Ghostbusters were in business. They got sued, so they don't exist anymore. Uh, <laughs> we got um, Stance and uh, Winston are doing birthdays. Well, Stance has his uh, occult bookshop. Uh, Spangler has a college class. Dana Barrett has a baby for some reason. Um, And I'm trying to remember. (laughs) Oh! uh, (laughs) Peter's got a talk show. Venkman's got this psychic talk show that he hates, kind of. (laughs) And um, there's this goo... Under the city, you see, I'm I'm doing this in all questions because literally this script makes no sense. <laughs> and there's also Vigo the Carpathian, that this giant painting that Dana is uh, restoring paintings at this museum, and her creepy boss who has a thing for her is possessed by Vigo and wants Dana's baby so that Vigo can and live great. on uh, live yeah. again into the baby's body. And and the yeah. city goes to chaos because of the goo under the city, and weird things happen that are kind of wacky, yeah. but not. Well, the
0: slime feeds off the negative energy. But why? Because well,
1: how is Dan that? Aykroyd. How does that connect to Vigo? <laughs> <Aykroyd>. So so <laughs> yeah yeah he was drinking too much of his crystal skull vodka when he wrote this script. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'm I'm giving Ghostbusters 2 a bad rap. It's not nothing but trouble. Where they not only did they not tell Dan Aykroyd no with the script, they let him direct it. Where yeah. he literally has a, a a character who has a phallic nose in it, and Chevy Chase looks miserable. It wasn't that. It's pretty bad. I felt bad for this author. I'm gonna I'm just gonna going to skip formalities and get to my point. This book is terrible. (laughs) It is the saddest of the books I think we've ever read on paper movies because this author tried. It's very clear this author tried his or her hardest. I think it was a he's a he who wrote this. Ed? I'm just going to assume. He tried really hard to make sense of this script probably got this and he's like oh Ghostbusters was a hit I bet the second one's gonna be even better and then he got the script and he's like oh my god can I terminate this contract <laughs> and then we found out he couldn't he had to write this book and it, yeah um, there's not a lot added to this in fact I couldn't think of any but you have to understand I have only ever seen Ghostbusters 2 all the way through once because I find it painful to watch it's, it's partly the script makes no sense, and it's partly because Bill Murray is awful in the movie. And I know we don't talk about the movie so much on paper movies and we try to stick with the book, but I got to put that out there because you can feel, with the first Ghostbusters, which we just reviewed, um, Bill Murray made all of his lines work. Better than a novel could, or the script could. He, he makes it work. And in Ghostbusters 2, he doesn't try. Like, for instance, there's a scene where the Ghostbusters get sued, and they go to court, which in the first movie, with the amount of energy, would have been a funny scene. I mean, also, this book sucks because they did they left out the greatest line of this film, which is, Sick in the guts where the Ghostbusters...
0: Yes, I love that. That one. is my favorite. That
1: line. That's my favorite line of both of these films. And they, it's left out of the novelization. And I was like waiting for it and waiting for it. And I'm like, it's going to happen. It's got to happen. And it didn't.
0: They did add a line, though, to this book that I thought was really funny. That I was kind of, when I read it, I laughed out loud and I was disappointed that it didn't show up in the film. It's when Vakeman is signing off on his show, that World of the Psychics. He says, next week on World of the Psychic, Bigfoot is he real or just a lumberjack from a broken home? I thought the broken home part was pretty funny. (laughs) I remember that. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty solid line that they could have kept in there. But I think in the the movie, he's like next week, hairless cats. And he just pulls up a hairless cat, which they mentioned in the novelization, but in a different area, I believe. But uh, yeah, I, I actually enjoyed the book. I thought it was decent. It had some things added. There's the scene in the office where they get called in, and uh, this guy's angry every time he, like, he like, answers a phone. All oh off. yeah, he... and there's like a fire that sparks in his trash can or on his desk, and it was it was a little silly. Though I, I agree with you that there are some bad, really bad things about it. Yeah, that like, didn't they
1: just... even make sense. Like no, it they doesn't just, like,
0: take him out.
1: Yeah, it, it led to nothing. And like yeah. I just uh that the uh Dana Barrett stuff's tedious in this it's like she didn't need to be in this you could, yeah. there there are better ways of setting up this story in general than like I get that we we need to have why is there a baby? that's something she got she got married
0: between films to somebody else. I, I thought it worked like you know everybody wants the, the characters to fall in love at the end and, and they live happily ever after this one proved oh it's not always happily ever after Finkman just got lazy she left because he wouldn't propose but so she found like, up somebody
1: else it gave me kingdom of the crystal skull vibes which is never a good thing because that literally <laughs> that literally has almost the same thing in it Because we all know George Lucas is a terrible hack, Uh, but like it's literally like the same. Only the kid's an adult. It's like it's this awful thing. And I'm going to go on a little rant here for the sake of padding this out because this is about to be a five minute (laughs) podcast. Because I don't think we have a lot to say about this except for Matthew (laughs) saying it's good. It's a good book. It's a good book. Please, please. There's not a lot of good Ghostbusters books out there. I, I like the cover more than the book. The,
0: the original book? But that's just too?
1: Yeah. Even the new cover is not that... It's not terrible. It's a bad... It's kind of comical on exactly. how bad it's photoshopped. Oh, yeah. But... Which I think was a joke. I think I think that was a secret joke with it. And I, I approve. But, like... I hate when a sequel feels the need to do the same thing. Because this feels the same as Ghostbusters, but not as not as creative. And they throw a child in. Like, Mummy Returns is the same thing. Only, unfortunately, that kid talks. At least the baby doesn't talk. That's one positive of it.
0: You know, I think one of the negatives with the characters... Uh, Janos, the boss of Dana at the mm-hmm. museum... I think the actor in the film, I can't remember his name, but he was in uh, Dragon Slayer. Peter uh, M- Peter. McNoll. Yeah. Yeah. He did a great job in the film with that with this character, Janos. The book mm-hmm. really does come across flat and a dull, boring character, and you're like, eh. He seems just like a tool to Vigo. He doesn't have uh, anything that you remember him by, you know? But in the film, he's got the silly accent, and he just seems like a creep. We get the sense that he's a creep, not just Dana telling us, Oh, he creeps me out. Well why?
1: Yeah.
0: Because he asked ha- he asked you out for dinner once.
1: Why why is Lewis
2: Tully a lawyer? I thought he was an accountant. He's a lawyer. Oh, ex- he's their yet, lawyer
1: yeah. for briefly. Like why? That's right, yeah. That's I mean right.
2: it's, kind attorney, of, yeah. it's kind of
1: it's kinda humorous because he's terrible at it and that the Ghostbusters couldn't get anyone better. <laughs> and then yeah. and then he <laughs> like he and um oh who is their secretary Janine Janine this is something i didn't reference in the first book in the first novel that i did find entertaining is her and uh, Spangler's l- budding romance was kind of neat that's not yep. here at all in fact Spangler yep. has nothing to do in ghostbusters too for the most part he yeah. he does not do a lot why, I don't. I don't get it. Why, why out of all of them does he go back to teaching? Uh, he's like
0: the scientist, you know. He's he's the guy that's really into the the tech, the science, the the yeah. math of it all. And it was funny about like in a film. I can't remember. I think it was in a novelization too. But there's no humor in it like it is in a film. When Dana goes to visit him, and he's like testing uh, the room temperature and how like the negative energy. Yeah, affects that things.
1: falls flat. But in the movie,
0: he's like, gives a little kid a puppy and it's like, oh, yay. And Dana's like, oh, I, you know, you're doing the good things. And then she leaves and he's like, let's see what happens when we take away the puppy. It's like humor in that, with the way he delivers it and everything. But in the book, it's like, it's really not funny. It's just. A-
1: yeah, it's it's boring. It, that whole thing is boring. Um, the 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 children's party is a little cringy. I get it. I get it. it, 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 it it's funnier in the movie. But like there isn't that much that's, you know what is funny is that the Ghostbusters theme song is in the Ghostbusters universe. <laughs> yeah. I just that just yeah. dawned on me that that's that's so yeah. meta, and that that's that may be the funniest joke in Ghostbusters too.
2: I was going to say, yeah, uh, I still kind of laughed at that part. Like whenever at the beginning, when they're going to the party and that makes you think that they're going to go fight something dangerous. And it oh, yeah. it's a room full of kids. I'm just like, <laughs> that's, and, but that's, I mean, yeah, it was, um, I didn't care for this story. um, even when I first saw the film, like, I only seen the film once, and I, I didn't care for this story. Uh, it was just, and even in the novelization, I was, I was kind of bored.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, there was times, like, okay, the most amusing part of this novelization, also the most annoying, was that near the end when we, I was like, I was like, someone tell Lewis to shut up. Because he was going on and on and just like, he's like, yeah, we can go get a steak and a baked potato for like five bucks. You can't beat a deal like that. It's just like, oh, we can order a pizza. Just like, I like pineapple and pepperoni. And that's my all-time favorite. I'm just like, shut up, golly. I, I do like that there's
0: a couple of times in the book when he's talking to everybody and they just completely ignore him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's and they fun. They added a lot of stuff with Lewis in this book. Even like he's, yeah. he's sitting around the firehouse or the, the Ghostbuster station and he has a thing with uh, Slimer. He's trying to catch Slimer, so they're just like kind of going back and forth at each other. Uh, he's got like a chicken wing hanging from the ceiling to try to lure him into to get the, get him in a trap. And at the end, very end of the book, he gets off the bus. Slimer driving the bus, and he's like, "Okay, so I want to go bowling next week." So they like become friends in the end, which was really cheesy but kind of funny.
1: You know, this reminds me of actually a part that I did like in Ghostbusters too when Lewis is telling the baby the story and, and then he, he like gets into his like accounting thing. Cause he's always going to be an accountant. Yeah. <laughs> that, that should be, that's, that's one of those I'll save for like people reading. Cause that, that, that's a little gold right there. Oh, they should have been insured. Or, it's just like, <laughs> another joke that kind of kept
0: repeating itself was, uh, the guy, Vanekman, the, uh, goes up to the security guy at the museum. And he's like, "Oh yeah, World of the Psychic. That's one of my two favorite shows." Is, this is in the film as well. He's like, oh, oh,
3: yeah.
0: what's the other one?" He's like, "Bassmasters." <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I know Bassmasters. And then, like later on, some guy's like, "That's one of my two favorite shows." He's like, "Don't tell me the other one, please." I thought that was funny too.
2: But yeah, Damn. I'm, I'm kind of with Jeremy, like. The story just wasn't great, and um, I felt like Ed Naha, like, I think, did the best that he could, but it just, uh-huh. I don't think anything could save the story, honestly, and uh, it was just, like like I said, like, this is a story that needs to be seen on film, because I enjoyed the film more yeah. than that. this, this is surreal, this is a
1: surreal, this is one of those rare, this is two of those rare times that... Um, the novelization falls flat compared to the film.
0: Yeah,
1: this is this is a paper movie. Well, these since we're recording these at the same time, this is a paper movies first, where typically, uh, uh, the novel is oftentimes better than the movie, or they're on par with the with the movie, and this is just it's just surreal. Right, so I
0: think one of the bad added scenes other than the office guy bursting things into flames with his attitude was the, uh, the running scene when they go oh, with the jogger, the, the jogging ghost. Yeah. I thought that was a little bit lame too.
1: That, that was, why, why did, how did they bury that trap? If everyone's running on it all the time, I don't know. How did the trap work from under the ground? <laughs>
0: See in the film, they just had like a line buried up underneath the ground. It was like halfway buried
1: but, it's, but uh, it's, it's clearly buried in the book that didn't make any yeah. sense this this book is, is. The, this book's the worst book ever made because it doesn't make sense if you want to
0: watch the film but you either don't have it or don't have it to you if you're in a situation where you don't have it you do have the book you could read it and pretty much get the same thing out of it yeah in my opinion yeah. like Ghostbusters the novelization do I recommend this over the film Definitely not. Film over the book any day. Uh, with book two in the second, second movie, of course, me growing up, huge Ghostbuster fan. I like the second movie, but I, I'd say you could read the book and not watch the film.
2: I would probably say um, if you're, you know, like Matthew and like the biggest Ghostbusters fan in the world, <laughs> and uh, you're just kind of curious. I would say go ahead and check it out. But like, if you just see it on the shelf, I would just say, say, skip it. (laughs) That's just kind of how I feel about it. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, like I would recommend this probably for Ghostbusters fans. Yeah.
1: Jeremy,
0: would you recommend this, this, uh, re-released version of Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2?
1: If only if you're really curious or you're a big movie novelization collector. Yeah.
0: You know, there isn't a line from the first book that made me laugh pretty hard too. It, it was talked with Egon. I want to mention this real quick before I forget it. It's worth mentioning. They had said before, like where I've heard uh, things in the, the making of, they didn't want when uh, Egon to smile at all. And he hardly smiles. But in the book, I think they say he never smiles, but he was tempted to smile, and it made his mouth hurt. <laughs> or his face hurt. I think that was in the first book. It might have been the second one. See, I, I don't, can't remember.
1: Yeah, that's what happens a, when you the put... part where he says, oh, and he was
0: tempted to smile, but it hurt his face. And I thought that was funny.
1: Yeah.
0: I didn't write it down, so I don't know what I'm talking about.
1: Yeah, you can't you can't remember anything unless you write it down. It's true. It's dad brain. You see, I don't have dad that. Brain. I I have I car accident brain. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. Don't worry, Matthew. I, I I feel your pain, man. Yeah.
0: So hopefully, when the youngest turns like ten, that our brains will work again. Uh, that was it, guys, for Ghostbusters one and two. Unless you guys have anything else you want to
1: add. No. We need to give um, Ghostbusters two a rating, though. We do. Adam, would you like to go first on the rating?
2: Kind of same as the first one.
1: I don't remember what that was.
2: Uh, I gave. I was kind of. It was in the D plus C minus area. Like kind of more. I'd probably say probably D plus for both. Um, I mean that's hard because I do remember being somewhat more. You know, entertained by the second one. I didn't know if it was just because you know, like listening to the audio book, like the guy reading for Lewis Tully, he just kind of kept cracking me up. I was just like, it was funny And one moment. I'm like, okay, shut up. And, we get um, it. We
1: get the joke.
2: Um, uh, it's so hard. It, went by uh, it was a
0: really, it was a really fast read, though. It, yeah. It, like each chapter was, I think the longest chapter might have been four pages.
2: Yeah, um, on that, yeah. The second one, it was more like I thought it was better structured in terms of chapters. Like in the first one, I said earlier, it was like it felt like it was really drawn out. Like there was not very many, but they were just drawn up. But I felt like this one was more had more fluid to it or fluidity, yeah. I guess is the better term. So I'll with that. I'll give Ghostbusters two a C minus at best. So that. That that that's me. So D plus for one and C minus for two.
0: I guess I'll go next because Jeremy likes to give the the crazy ratings. I'll give book two a B minus. I'll be the guy that gives it a B minus.
1: Well, someone had to, be and it wasn't going to be me. This gets <laughs> a one point five out of five. It's not. Good. It doesn't deserve a crazy rating. Okay. Uh,
0: well, I, yeah. I'm glad we got a, I, I'm glad we read both of them and we did this as a double whammy. Yeah. Uh, I
1: I think it would have been weird if we like went back to this in a year and you just left a bookmark in a book for a year.
2: Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah. It's just like halfway through the book there.
1: Yeah, that's the problem with two in ones and three in ones.
0: Yeah. Well, uh Thanks for watching the Ghostbusters 1 and 2 novelization discussion. If you guys want to go back and watch that special episode with Alex from uh, Lex the Robot, please do so. I'll provide links down in the description and to all of our channels here or everywhere else on YouTube. Um, Next month, we're going to be reading...
1: What is it, Jeremy? Golden Eye by John Gardner.
2: Yep. Uh, we're going to be, and also we're going to have a special guest star. Um, well, technically too, and I'll explain. Um, we're going to be having Noah from Quality Autism, but our second guest star is actually our host, Jeremy, because th- they are gonna. They actually have a uh, podcast called Live and Let's Discuss, which is a 007 podcast. So uh, we'll provide links to that as well. So be sure to go check that out as well.
0: Yeah. And before we sign out, I want to mention real quick that we did get a new novelization release out there. They're kind of rare these days. Uh, Godzilla vs. Kong, by Greg Keyes, I believe. Uh, so, if you guys are big in novelizations? You got to go pick that up. Show show Titan Books that we want more novelizations. Yes. So with that, I guess we'll go ahead and sign off. Jeremy, any last words?
1: No.
2: No. Adam. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining as always, and uh, guys. Um, uh, from our Paper Movies page, uh, uh, the Facebook page. We uh, we do appreciate you guys always uh, showing us your book hauls. We always love seeing, like, th- we always love how uh, uh, active you guys are getting with the Facebook page or just on social media in general. So we just want to say thank you to all you guys. And we just hit 72 subscribers recently. So, guys, thank you all so very much for that. And, yeah, uh, again, thank you all so much. And that's, yeah, that's all okay,
1: I, I Okay, I get the hint, Adam. I'm supposed to say something. I get it. Thank you for the guilt. All right.
2: And that's how you do it,
1: folks. (laughs) Is this my final words? This this is your
2: final words. And then I'll say
0: something. No, you
1: You need to say something because I need need to say something first. I'll feel emasculated if (laughs) if I don't go last.
0: Yeah, guys, be sure to check us out on Facebook, Goodreads, Twitter. Uh, There's, a lot of people out there talking about novelizations on Twitter. I'll, we'll do some more shout-outs later on. I want to give one right now to Hollywood and Spine. They're on Twitter. Go check them out. You can subscribe to get a monthly newsletter about novelizations. Very cool. So go check that out.
2: I, I do have one thing to say. I'm sorry, Matthew. Uh, we also have a uh, an update video coming soon. We're going to be uh, – uh, releasing what we're going to be discussing for next quarter, and we already did with GoldenEye, that's going to be in Book of May, but we'll also release you know, for June, July, and August, so yeah, stay tuned for that.
1: Yeah. Guys, thank you for joining. Jeremy? Uh, make sure to check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and uh, wherever you can find podcasts, we're probably there. And also, stay Gucci. Bye, everybody. Bye.